Welcome to the Passionpreneur Podcast. This is the show where every week we teach you how to make a living doing what you love and how to get paid for what you know by building passion-driven revenue streams. I am your host, Ryan C. Green. You can follow me on all social media at Rod G Speaks. If you're an entrepreneur, a leader in your field, a dreamer who needs help putting it all together, or simply aspire to be more than life than you've been, this is the show for you. If you haven't done so already, make sure you click the follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast player you're listening to us on right now. We're on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, you name it. Follow us, leave a comment, and share the episode with your friends. Don't keep all this goodness to yourself. Help, help your circle around you grow with you. So uh, we are ready to jump into another show. We have an exciting guest on today. We're going to talk about... Um, this is going to be something I know everyone has had a time in their life where they've had an idea uh, for a product that they wanted to create. And they said, if I only had a way to get this out of my head and create this invention, uh, you know, I'd be a millionaire by now. So today we have uh, one of uh, uh, an inventor on the show today. We have a young man who is going to share his journey with us uh, as an inventor and talk about that process and just some some exciting things he has coming up right now so you want to pull out your notepad take out your pen uh get ready to take some good notes i want to introduce mr sugar mcmillan welcome to the show sugar thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you i am really happy to be here right awesome it is great to have you here you know uh, it's been a long time since we've talked uh but it's great to see that you are still out there making things happen uh, as an inventor, you know, I met you, I don't know how long, it was a long time ago now, but, uh, you were, you, were, you know, you were in it then and, and, and reached out and still are doing some phenomenal things. So we want to talk about all that you're doing before we jump into it. Let's introduce you to our audience. Tell them who Sugar McMillan is, uh, and, and what it is that you do. Um, my name is Sugar Paris McMillan. Um, from originally from New York, moved to Maryland, Baltimore area to go to Morgan State University after the Air Force. I was an Air Force firefighter for eight and a half years. Um, uh, created my first product, or, which was a pillow for women so that when they sleep, they don't mess up their hair. Um, an incredible experience. And if you, to give you an idea of the time, my space was really <laughs> popping in. So there was no Facebook, uh, YouTube. Uh, it was about going and making relationships. And um, now I've created a product for dogs. It is a, uh, it is a docking station, a very cheap, uh, well-designed docking station um, to allow your dogs to be a part of the environment without dominating the environment, which means you don't have to separate your dogs behind gates or put your dogs in crates. Uh, we found out that for 99% of the dogs out there, that that causes anxiety. So this product allows your dog to be a part of everybody while you work on lowering uh, the dog's anxiety. 
Now uh, that, that's awesome. I want to. We're going to get a little more into the specific invention, but I want to talk first of all about your journey uh, because you, you talked about how your first product was uh, a uh, item for women's hair, and I remember that as soon as you said it, I said I remember the pillow. I remember it. <laughs> so uh, talk to us about. Uh, let, let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about what it was that well when you realized that you were destined to be an inventor and how you came up with that first product. And then maybe uh, we'll, we'll jump into some of the similarities or differences uh, when you move to the second, well, the, the most recent product. So let's, let's talk about the, the pillow and, and starting that journey as a brand new inventor. Uh, what was that like for you? Um, a lot of fire, a lot of passion, a lot of knowing that I have something that could really help out the community. Uh, also, have a profit behind it. Um, so, so to answer your question and kind of go back a little bit, let me just, I didn't realize this until recently, um, uh, when I look back into my past, my first product that I've ever like came out with, I was in the third grade. Wow. I was in Germany. Yeah. 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 Third grade Germany. Right. And this is a guy who has, you know, who's had, behavior problems, ADHD. So procrastination was my friend. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes, uh, I created a phone. <laughs> it was a phone. I took uh, a siphon from uh, a fish tank, my father's fish tank, and I put two Avion bottles on the back of it and took this 20-foot um, siphon put some tape on it. And when you came to my booth, I was talking to other people in other booths. Um, and then I made a three way. <laughs> I made a three way where I could talk to two other people in two different booths. Uh, I won the science project in third grade. And would you believe for years, I forgot about it. Wow. People ask, well, well, how, 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 and why is this thing? Well, I come from a, a huge family on my father's side, a huge family. And one of the things, you know, like when dinner time was around, you know, you got, you know, 12 grandkids about to eat. Well, the cups, I would always be last and the cups would disappear. The plates would disappear. And I really think where it began was, um, if you don't have a cup, what do you use? Well, I went and used an old mayonnaise jar with my glass. I needed a plate. I used a, uh, I used the old pie uh, where they put the pies, the aluminum foil they put the pies in. Right. And I had my plate, and I had my my uh, my glass. Um, and from there, when I was younger, I think that's when things said, "Okay, you can make solutions for your problems." Um, the pillow, uh, I was in, I was contracting after I got out of the military, I was contracting and, um, I was on my way to Hawaii and, um, I was just left my family. I'm sitting in a, sitting in a seat and, um, I see this guy with one of those airplane pillows and there's a person in back of me who's complaining to the stewardess that her hair was going to get messed up. And I'm looking at the guy with the, 
with the pillow and I'm listening to her and I'm thinking about my family all at one time. And I was like, oh my God, why is there no pillows for women who don't want to mess up their hair? <laughs> um, I'm on this plane and I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait. I took out a napkin and I'm drawing sketches and I'm drawing sketches. I'm on this secluded island in the South Pacific uh, for months. And um, that is when uh, I said, yo, I got nothing but time. And I went and I sold my first pillow. And I was like, oh, snap, it works. <laughs> and, and that's how that, that came along. Wow, awesome. Now, let's fast forward now because uh, let's talk about the, the new the dog uh, item that you had. And this is not your first pet item, right? Like, or because I know I talked to you at some other point, you were doing something else with dogs or, or maybe you changed the name of them. I'm not sure. So talk to us about how you then transitioned into where you are now and what exactly is that you've invented. So at first, if you remember, um, the, it was called sit and stay. Right. Because every time I put a dog on it, they would sit and stay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of cheesy, but... Um, what I've come to, and, and this is this is how for inventors, I want people to understand that um, as you continue to get intimate with your project, with your book, with your movie, your titles may change, your names may change as it gets better, as time goes on, and as you check those trademarks. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I got, I got a couple people right now. I got to check on using my stuff that I got trademarked. So, but that's another show, another story, but uh, they're going to, they're going to get a letter from me real soon. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so what is the, uh, so it's the sit and, it was a sit and stay and now it's called the original dog hook, right? The name of my company is called the original dog. Hook. Okay. And the reason why I knew that is because I wanted to make original type of hook. Uh, so to to be engraved into our community, not only is the way that we approach dogs and now accept dogs into our family is changing, but also the way that our dogs are embedded into the community has changed. One out of every four commercials now has a dog in it. There's only two products, the top two products that are recession-proof. Do you know what they are? I'm going to assume one of them has to do with dogs. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know what the other one is? Uh, no. Alcohol. Wow. So what, alcohol and dog food? Is that what we're saying? Not dog food, the dog. Oh, just dogs, food. period. Okay, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, recession proof. Can you believe that? That sounds like a country song. Yeah. Just my beer and my dog. <laughs> <laughs> a beer and my dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> incredible, incredible species. Uh, incredible species. And the more that I got into this, I've really got to get more into the uh, to the psychology of how they act, how they respond, and uh, their language. It, it, it became an obsession. While I was creating this, I was in grad school um, for mental health psychology. And at the time, we were doing CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. And uh, my lady and her daughter were in the kitchen. I think at the time, I was dog sitting, right? I mean, if you do a product, it, it, it was incredible because I had 
test subjects all day, every day. <laughs> right. One day, man, I, I used to have like 14, 15 dogs in the house. No fighting, no peeing, no nothing. Uh, I would walk outside with no leashes. Uh, I really began to understand the psychology and their language. And what I mean about their language, I'm going to tell you the moment that really ex- um, really expanded my mind. One day, um, the ladies are in the kitchen, and they was telling this dog to sit, sit, sit. And the dog would not sit. And I came in there playing around, and I said, siéntate. And the dog sat down. <laughs> and it hit me, and I said, well, what language do dogs speak? Mm-hmm. Well, dogs are like multilingual. They speak Chinese. They speak Russian, they speak American, they speak Spanish, but what is their first language? Their first language is dog. So, um, a friend of mine, a friend of mine saw the relationship that I had with my own personal dog. Well, I, I, the dog that I brought for my for my lady, um, and he said, "Can you please train my dog like yours?" Now, of course, brother, I said, sure, no problem. As soon as I got home, one of the other dogs that I brought for my lady had her first monarchy, period, right? There's blood right there at the door. I'm bringing home to train a beagle who is in a cage for 23 hours a day. <laughs> who has so much pent-up energy, and the first thing this dog smells when he comes into the house was blood. How do you, how do you, how do you allow, how do you lower his anxiety so that you can begin the train? Right? right. So then it hit me. I put the dog upstairs, right? And what happens when you separate the dog and you put them downstairs, outside? What do, what do most dogs do? I, I don't know. I don't have a dog. <laughs> I, I, they bark? I'm a dog. They bark. <laughs> what else do they do? They scratch at the door. Yeah. They, 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 and I'm saying to myself, why are they doing it, right? Why are, why are they, at, what is this behavior? Well, this behavior is simple. Dogs are pack animals. Mm-hmm. They want to be around people. Dogs are territorial. They just want to smell, see what it is, and then go about their way. But the reason why we separate our dogs when somebody knocks at the door, let me go put my dog up. The reason why we separate them is because of the, the behavior. We don't want the unwanted behavior. You don't want to have to deal with, you know, this German Shepherd humping this, you know, this man's leg. (laughs) So we separate them, right? We don't know how they're going to act. It's the unwanted behaviors from us. So I said, dang, is there a way I can keep this dog around us without having all of these behaviors? When company come over, when you're just trying to chill, 
dog jumping on the couch, dog over here, dog over there. Would you slow down? Will you chill and take a seat? So, um, yeah, so I went to Home Depot. I got uh, some wood and fabric and some uh, some wheels, and I put together this box, <laughs> big, ugly box. Listen, inventors, let me tell you something. Your first product, the first time you do it, you're only doing it to see if it works. You're not doing it for aesthetics. Right. Please listen. Everyone wants to think that the first time they do it, it's going to come out the box and it's going to be great. I created this box. I put weights in it. I had a T-ball stand in it. And I was like my first sitting say It was ugly. It was ugly, but as like one of my little uh, sayings go, dog on it, it worked. <laughs> Just put the dog on it and, it and it worked. And the dogs were able to come to the dog, um, smell, have their form of communication. And when that dog wanted to mount or start acting crazy, the other dogs would be like, peace, I'm out. I'm, I'm good. Wow. It was the easiest way of training that dog. I could sit on the couch. I could be over here. We could have company over. Correct. The only length that this dog had to move was how far this leash was. So it was tethered to this product. The product could move from room to room. We could move the product, but the dog couldn't move the product. And it was like, oh, wow, I got it, I got it, I got it. But it was ugly. And it was super hard to get manufactured. Um, I, I couldn't figure out the weight. It, it took years to find out the weight. I went to China to speak with manufacturers. I went to, I went to Pittsburgh. I went to the Carolinas. I went to Kansas. And everybody said, no, it won't work. No, it won't work. No, it won't work. Um, and that it would be not cost effective. So I ended up um, continuously, like if you look on the internet, you can see the product and how the product changed. Continuously working in perfecting the little nuances, the color, the mounting, the strength, the tensor, the shape, the design, keeping everything, you know, relatively the same. I want it to be strong and safe. I want it to be millennial type. And what I mean by that is millennials nowadays, right? They want everything customized for themselves. You know what I mean? They want stickers on their on their laptop, on their phone. They want, you know, they, they, everything, they want to be able to customize it. So I wanted to make this product a product that goes with the decor of their home. Either they can blend in or they can blend out and, you know, mix, match, and stuff like that. And still move from room to room, but still have the stability of having their, their dog in a certain location without separation of a gate or a crate. 
Right. So let's fast forward now. What was what's been the response now that you've had? How long have you actually had the product, the finished uh, version of the product out, and how were you able to uh, take it to market? Oh man, yo, let me tell you something. The story isn't actually, you know, a, a goddamn story. If y'all ever want to know, maybe y'all go to my 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 YouTube and see how I actually got the money. If it is nothing but God that helped me get to that point. Um. What was your question again? Yeah, how how long has the actual finished product been out, and what was your steps to actually get it to market? Okay, so I think I'm going on a year and a half of maybe two, yeah, maybe two years right now of having a finished product. Um, and even when I thought it was finished, it wasn't finished, right? You, you, there's, there's so many nuances that, so see here, I'm, for all y'all that's listening, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share the game with y'all, right? Most people go online and need to find out and, and, and pay for this. There's UPC codes, there's testing that has to be done, right? There's, uh, um, insurance that you have to get. When you're coming out with a product and you're getting it packaged, uh, they go through a drop test. You know, if they drop this, they're gonna hurt somebody. They do a bump test. Well, will will it fall over and hurt somebody? Uh, will it fall down and damage? Um, At five o'clock. It has been. Uh, let me see. Let me see. About a year and a half, almost two years since the product has been completed. Uh, about maybe about a year since everything was right and that's you know you're not just talking about your your online presence but you're talking about distribution you're talking about supply chain you're talking about uh, getting your upc codes you're talking about getting your insurance you're talking about um um what else you're talking about uh, sending it to get evaluated you're talking about doing the hard stuff and finding, you know, getting in catalogs and, and going on TV shows and, and getting the word out there. And that, and, and that is the balance. So if you are a new inventor, one of the hardest things is what? To get people to see your product. But in a world where technology is moving so fast, how do you do that, right? You just put it on Facebook. Are you serious? <laughs> what do you do? I mean, putting it on Facebook and hoping that, you know, this person to share it and that person to share it is almost ludicrous because it, it's like going into the middle of the Pacific and crying. What did that water do for the ocean? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, how do you, how do you, it's about algorithms constantly, you know, it's, it's blogs, it's learning what algorithms and what blogs have the most engagement. It's about, uh, it's about staying up late at night when everyone is asleep and sending out letters to distributors and to suppliers and to, um, to radio stations and TV stations. It's about getting 997 no's. <laughs> it's about it's, yeah it's um yeah it's that type of struggle it's that type of struggle and mind you most of this i did while sleeping in my car 
No lie. Wow. Well, you got you got to share that with us. What What do you mean? Literally, in your car? What What, what Share with us uh, yeah, that journey, I was, man. Um, I was um. So, as you know, my name is Sugar McMillan, and that's a great name, but not for corporate. Uh, I would go to jobs, and because of my name, I was discriminated all over, especially during the Me Too era. People would be like, ah, this person ain't gonna want to call you sugar, mm. you know, because they call a wife, I mean, their husband or their wife that, and it feels a little, you know, uh, unnatural. Mm. Uh, this one person said, brother, I know you, you know, you got a master's degree, and you got secret clearance, but, you know, ain't nobody gonna want to call you to say, hey, sugar, we need you to come brief the colonel. It's just not gonna happen, right? So I was the guy with all of this uh, 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 skills and stuff, but nobody wanted to get next to, right? So, so I finally got a job in Columbia, where uh, Elkridge, Columbia area, and I walked in on my birthday, and they said, "Thank you for everything, but we're not gonna need you no more." Wow! Wow! And. And I'm thinking about my woman, like, how do I come back home and tell my woman, I just got to let go of you? And as a man, I don't know if it was a a breakdown, a breakthrough, um, but something was happening. You know what I mean? And people are going to hate me for this. I went, I went, I went home. I grabbed everything I could and out of embarrassment. I packed my car for whatever could fit, and I left. I had no idea where I was going, right? Um, I got in the car, and I started driving to to California. I was like, what am I doing? A couple left, and I ended up in Hampton, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I ended up in Hampton, Virginia. Uh, my uncle, I, I, I needed some some man love. Uh, some strength I needed to hear from God and uh, still got the same clothes I had the same clothes on for two and a half weeks brother and I'm going through it not eating what 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 is going on trying to find this purpose in life but the only thing that's going good is this right mm-hmm. I got prototypes coming in this and that you know I'm doing uh, 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 business plans and all this which means which meant acts absolutely jacked. So one day, um, I'm in Hampton, Virginia. I know you know Hampton pretty well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pirate. Um, and I go down to go look for this church that I used to go to. And I'm lost. Like, I'm lost. I'm in the hood, hood. Like, you know you're in the hood when, like, the buildings all lean. <laughs> and everybody's good <laughs> the row house you know you in the hood when nobody in 7-Eleven got dental <laughs> <laughs> and, and I come in and I'm standing behind a person and the person uh, the man and I'm like excuse me sir I'm looking for a church and he goes <laughs> and I'm like is it raining is it raining <laughs> I ask the lady she tells me to come outside She's giving me directions. All right, you're going to go over these train tracks, and then you're going to take a left. No, 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 don't go that way. You're going to go this way, and at the second stop sign, you're going to take a right, and then you're going to take a, you know, something. As soon as I said that, this woman pulls up in this car, 
And I go, excuse me, do you know where a church is? And she goes, my daddy's a pastor. I go, is he good? <laughs> I end up going to this man's church. This man, James Chambers, uh, is a pastor in Hampton, Virginia. The weirdest church I've ever been to in my life. Four people was in this church, brother. Four people um, in the congregation. It was two pastors up front and his wife. His wife was the was the uh, usher, the music ministry, the cooking ministry. She was everything, <laughs> all in one. Come to find out that he was at the same base as me and and and. Um, at Andrews Air Force Base, we just had a lot in common. And I wasn't coming there, you know, looking for money. I told you I was coming to look for God. Right. And I'm in, I'm in Virginia trying to look for a job. And if you know, looking for a job is a job. Absolutely. And in that area, the only jobs is either you're at a, you're either at a fast food, you're working for the Navy Yards or the military or the college. That's really it in that area. Mm-hmm. And one day he said on the phone, remember I told you I was getting in, I'm getting in prototype after prototype. And you know, I would send it to him because he was the only person I really knew there. And it was just good. And we would pray together and he would tell me things. Um, and one day he says, hey, are you looking for an investor? I, I, man, I was at Morgan State University. You know, an investor, you're going to need, you know, uh, a business plan, executive summary, 28 pages, something, blah, blah, blah. And uh, <laughs> he asked me again a couple weeks later. I said, nah. Remember, I'm still looking for jobs, and I'm doing this all day, every day. I'm tired of this. This is not what's inside of me. I need God. To, I need whatever that God put inside of me to come out. So one day I'm thinking, and I, and I remember this story about a man being on a roof and the water was coming up and he was praying to God saying, God, please save me from this situation. So uh, a boat came. He said, no, nah, I'm waiting on God. And then a, a helicopter came with uh, a ladder. No, no, nah, nah, I'm waiting on God. Well, he ended up dying, drowning, and he got to heaven. He said, God, I pray for you. Why you ain't come save me? He said, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. I was thinking about this. So I said, Jesus, if this man asks me one more time, I'm going to say yes. About a week later, it was on a Tuesday, he asked me, he said, you sure you're not looking for investors? I said, yes. He gave me $15,000 with no contract. Wow. And it's been my biggest supporter. And that is how I got my, that is how I got my product and came back to Maryland, slept in my car outside of, of a manufacturing company, uh, Fab Pro and, uh, Antoine Hutchison. He, uh, took me inside and did at least like $2,000 worth of work, five hours, redesigning my product for me from plastic to metal, which is, which, uh, I mean, if you know about blow molding, and rotor molding, because originally I had my product in plastic. 
we redesigned it in metal, which was sturdier, USA, right here. Now, watch this. <clears throat> I went to another country. I went to four other states. My manufacturer was three exits from where I left. <laughs> wow. Wow. Three exits from where I left. And the only African-American man that gave me an opportunity. Right. Person, period. So I got the product. I'm still sleeping in my car. I, 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 me and my dog, month after month after month. And um, there is a, so then I uh, called a friend who happened, God put me in a position where they were Christians and entrepreneurs. What better place to be? Awesome. The Coopers, James and Gina, Regina Cooper, have an incredible business and are just so on fire for God. Well, I have this product, but you know what I needed then? I needed packaging. My packaging company is a million-dollar packaging company that was literally in Baltimore across the street from where I was staying. A million dollar company um, called Alpha uh, Alpha da, 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 Alpha Graphics or something like that on uh, Lock Raven Boulevard. Who knew? Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of that time sleeping in the cars, just sleeping, 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 working, um, going to Going to go to Shark Tank. Um, another another thing I went to I went to the New York Shark Tank, the Philly Shark Tank, DC Shark Tank. Let me tell you about Philly. I'm standing in line. I met two people. One dude from New York. Two dudes from New York. One dude loved my product so much. While I'm in line, bro. While I'm in line, sends <laughs> me fifteen hundred dollars. What? Wow. Wow. This is an incredible product. I want you to get this trademark. Here's this. Didn't ask for money. Didn't ask for anything. I haven't spoken to him since. As a matter of fact, he was a jerk. Hmm. Wow. Look, I want to fast forward though, because now uh, where we are, you've got something exciting coming up. You you're on a uh, you'll be featured on a television show, uh, the Everyday Absolutely. Edison. So let's talk about that before we get out of here. Uh, tell us about right. you know uh, where you are with that and what's going. What we can expect to see on Everyday Edison's. So Everyday Edison is a show about inventions. 200,000 people applied and they got 24 people from around the country to come pitch their product to uh, a company called Everyday Edison. Everyday Edison is a company about everyday um, people who are inventors. The show was supposed to um, premiere on Amazon Prime, which I think it may still, but I know that it is on crack. Um, the premiere was supposed to be February 11th, which is Edison's birthday. Um, what they did was uh, they went back one season, and that premiered February 11th. Our show will actually come on March 11th. This show is about how to bring a product to market. 
So they have all these people, some with prototypes, some with just napkins, some with products ready to go. Five days, you sit with a marketer. You sit with um, somebody in the legal aspect for your patent, your trademark. You sit with a graphic designer. You also sit with someone um, in the mechanics, the design, the, the aesthetics of the, of, of the product. Um, and then on the fifth day, it is almost like a shark tank meets, what is this? Shark tank meets chopped. If you know about the food mm-hmm. um, show, chopped, yep. three people, da 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 yeah, um, and then you stand up, uh, you pitch to them, and at the end, somebody wins. Uh, they've won 28 Emmys on PBS, <clears throat> um, and now they're coming mainstream um, on Prime and Crackle. Um, yeah, it was an incredible experience. I've been on Shark Tank. I've been on elevator pitch and now um everyday edison and just to be around people like you uh like you i guess you got to think of it uh if you're an author and you go to a a, a place and there's nothing but authors or if you're a musician you know and all of y'all you know you can vibe on a different level your brain is different right these are your people right. uh, it was an incredible experience it's coming on uh, March 11th, and uh, I hope you have an opportunity to support and see what I've uh, brought to market. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, for those who are listening who might be interested in trying to support you, want to get more information to follow you, uh, let us have the inf- uh, contact information or you have a website or anything like that where they can go and uh, get more information about the uh, the dog hook and about sure. you in general. Sure. Um, my website is the original com very easy uh the name of my product is called easier um this is my first product i have three others that are on my product line that will be coming up um i'm on amazon the original dog hook on amazon i'm the original dog hook i'm on ebay east day um where else am i uh, i've got a couple affiliates out there um, I'm in 14 Aces, Ace Hardware stores. I'm in 14 of them. I'm in 32 canine, uh, police canine units. Uh, we're trying to do, um, hopefully, uh, this product will be in the airports. Every airport now has an area for, for your dog. Um, I'm in like, oh my God, I'm in the hundreds as far as uh, cafes and stores um, in Baltimore and D.C. and Philadelphia, uh, maybe about 11 or 12 in New York. Um, I'm in veterinarian um, establishments, groomers, um, like I said, cafes. You know, I, I, it came, it, it, it hit me, you know, a lot of people with dogs, they'll go to cafes get coffee with their, you know, their friends and whatever, what do they do with their leashes? They step on their leashes, they put their leashes up under the table, um, 
people with dogs. They're going into a store. What do they do? They find a gate or something close, and they tie their dog up to the gate or to the pole and go into the store. So I wanted to give them something that was unique, uh, something that uh, could fit any type of leash, still uh, with the uh, with a great design. Um, so again, uh, Instagram, the original dog hug. Twitter, the original dog hug. Um, <clears throat> Facebook, the original dog hug. Uh, I also have a personal page, Sugar P. McMillan. People contact me all the time and ask me for training tips or uh, uh, questions about the product. Uh, and I'm also on YouTube. A lot, lots of videos, about 20-something videos um, and testimonials on YouTube as well. All right. Wonderful, man. Well, that sounds good. Sugar's definitely always a pleasure talking to you. We wish you the best yes, with the bye-bye. original dog hook, man. Man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, if anybody like to reach out and contact me, they can do so at the original dog hook at gmail.com. Um, a lot of people are paying for information just to start. And as young inventors, it is difficult for them to come up with money. So I help a lot of people. I help a lot of people get started. Um, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. I'm here, um, and I'll hold your hand and walk you through it. Because I know I wish I had somebody to do that with me both times. <laughs> of course. All right. Well, thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you real soon. Man, you have a great day. Thank you. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Passionpreneur Podcast. If you liked it, tell someone else about it. Go ahead and share it out. And also make sure you click that subscribe button and follow us and listen to every week's episode. I am your host, Ryan C. Green. You can reach me at www.ryancgreen.com. Follow me on all social media at Raji Speaks. I look forward to working with you, talking to you soon. And just remember, if the best part about going to work is getting off of work, it's time to become a passionpreneur.